0: The science is controlling me to listen to WMNF Tampa.
1: I'm Jennifer McTritus, Chair of the Diversity and Inclusion Committee. Tune in to 88.5 FM and WMNF.org to hear interviews with our volunteer programmers, music you won't hear anywhere else, and informative news. Our Diversity and Inclusion Committee is excited to connect with organizations and individuals that support our local area. Thank you for keeping our community strong, and we want to help you make a difference. Let's do this together by emailing diversity at WMNF.org.
2: The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Hello out there in radio land and
3: welcome to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Today he's going to share with us some bits of wisdom and insight that he gathered at a conference that he attended last week regarding biohacking. You're invited to participate in this discussion or if you have any medical questions by calling 813-239-9663 or sending an email to dj at wmnf.org. You can also text us at 813 433 Good morning, Dr. Fred. Today you want to talk to us about biohacking. I had to look that one on up. That seems to go on down a rabbit hole that I want to chase after without Bugs Bunny or you to guide me. One definition is that biohacking your body means changing your chemistry or your physiology through science and self-experimentation to increase energy and vitality. Explain that one to me, Dr. Fred. I'm fascinated.
2: Well, good morning, Bill, and that's a great Introduction to this topic. And yeah, that's a, that's a definition I tend to like. It's pretty clear and um, not as negative as some of the ones I've seen out there. So, um, yeah, I, I was at a conference last week and, um, it was sold as being one, uh, that focused a lot on biohacking, but, uh, there was not very much there. Uh, there were a couple of functional medicine doctors like myself who talked about the kind of biohacking that I think is foundational. We'll get into that. Um, but, um, I think, uh, When a lot of people think about that word biohacking or have heard things about it, I I don't know how many of y'all in listener land out there are old enough to remember uh, the bionic man, Steve Austin, the $6 million man. Um, He was TV land's first cybernetically enhanced human. And, um, yeah, they put some nuclear-powered legs and eyes and an ear in this guy, and he was a Superman of sorts. Um, you know, the, the media, Hollywood, TV, they spent some time on this over the past, you know, 50 years or so. Um, <clears throat> that's when I got introduced to Steve Austin. A few years later, Blade Runner came along, and Blade Runner introduced us to some very interesting androids that look just like humans, but they're not humans. So they aren't really fitting the biohacking definition because they aren't human. Um, Star Trek's Next Generation... Um, visited this idea and they introduced this to the Borg Queen. The Borg cyborgs or cybernetic organisms um, kind of fit the bill because they are human or other species um, that have been mechanized of sorts. And so they've used uh, um, um, cybernetics to enhance these humans. Um, On that same show, though, there was a, a, a character named Data Data was an Android, also very human-like, but again doesn't fit the biohacking bill because androids and other types of artificial intelligence are a completely different topic. Enhanced humans is what we're talking about, and you know dictionaries have some dated and inaccurate definitions because they're really focused on a previous way of looking at biohacking, and it's sort of based in in a regulatory kind of. Atmosphere or a law enforcement mentality, rather than health promotion or an abundance per te- uh, perspective. Um, but that's understandable because there's some prior history in this area, and and the history is of something called eugenics. Uh, that word is fraught with some difficulties for us because. The Oxford Dictionary tells us eugenics is the study of how to arrange reproduction within the human population to increase the occurrence of heritable characteristics regarded as desirable. There was a guy named Sir Francis Galton who thought this up. He developed this methodology of improving the human race, um, but it was about improving the entire human race. Other people had other ideas, and eugenics became increasingly discredited after some rather unscientific and racially based applications were developed in the 20th century Um, and especially after the adoption of these doctrines by the nazis in order to justify their treatment of jews disabled people and other minority groups in 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 search of the quotes master aryan race so yeah, there's some hesitance uh, for some people to take this up because of that, and also because of the, um, con- you know, potentially frightening nature of artificial intelligence taking us over. Uh, in the science fiction realm, it's been talked about. But it's also become science. Um, so, just to put a little bit more history on it, the Oxford Dictionary calls biohacking. The activity of exploiting genetic material experimentally without regard to accepted ethical standards, or for criminal purposes—kind of a negative definition. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm not really appreciating that one. And um, the Merriam-Webster's similar, you know, but close biologic experimentation. As by gene editing or use of drugs or implants done to improve the qualities or capabilities of living organisms, especially by individuals and groups working outside traditional medical or scientific research environments. So again, it's it's about kind of experimenting on us with possibly kind of weird things. Um, but, you know, Western medical science experiments on us all the time um, and and off-label use is often seen. Metformin is a drug that is used to treat diabetes because it enhances your ability to utilize the sugar you ingest in your diet. And yet, um, biohackers are using metformin because there's some scant evidence that it may actually add to longevity. On the other hand of that, there's the risk that I just read an article that metformin use in reproductive age men may pass on a genetic defect to their sons. And so I don't think that's a good idea to be possibly biohacking with a chemical like that um, in general. So far a definition that comes closer in these, you know, standard online kind of dictionaries, the urban dictionaries, you know, it's a more contemporary dictionary. So it comes closer to colloquial usage of the word and, they say that biohacking refers to um, um, using uh, um, or or, or managing one's own biology using a combination of medical, nutritional, and electronic techniques. Um, An example of that is, hey, I'm going to do some biohacking for my hangover by getting some IV down at that IV lounge thing. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, that's, that's a possible biohack. But um, you know, I, was really, I was really expecting to see somebody like Dave Asprey at the conference last week, but I did not. It was fantastic otherwise because I really learned some valuable lessons in other areas of my life interests and needs. And I was supported by like-minded people who share a similar positive vision for humanity's future and have a desire to serve humanity and the planet and to make an impact on that future really great people. And um, that in and of itself is a biohack. But I bet some of you don't know who Dave Asprey is, right? Dave Asprey is a brilliant uh, man who made some money in artificial intelligence, but then he realized that uh, he needed to take care of himself. He's some, sometimes known as the father of biohacking <clears throat> in this more cosmopolitan application and definition. And in fact, he created a supplement company called Bulletproof. And you may recognize that as bulletproof coffee. You know, he's the MCT oil, the coconut oil and coffee guy, or or butter in coffee. Um, His definition is that biohacking as a verb is to change the environment outside of you and inside of you so you have full control of your biology to allow you to upgrade your body, mind, and life. And as a noun, the art and science of becoming superhuman. Dave's a cool guy and he has some really great ideas. But again, it's kind of a a rudimentary definition from my perspective. As I was doing some research for this show, I ran across a guy, a blogger named Dave McCusker. Very interesting, and he he fits into um, my world perfectly because he just describes exactly my view of how broad biohacking can be. He defines it as um, a verb. An actionable step that one consciously is making to improve or optimize one's state of being in the realm of body, mind or spirit. And the noun, the art of making conscious decisions I love this. It starts with consciousness. You have to use your mind to bioact making conscious decisions to improve or optimize the conditions of one's state of being, in mind, body or spirit, through intentional action, either internally within the own body and mind, or externally within the given environment. And he, can, he goes on to state that, you know, with this definition, he aims to broaden the definition of biohacking, I love that, to include anything that one can do to improve or optimize mind, body, and spirit, which is my philosophy of practice of healthcare. And that's um, really how I believe biohacking is being used by many smart people and by many doctors who help people apply these techniques. And if you want to um, uh, read more from him, it's Dave McCusker, dot com forward slash bog blog forward slash biohacking hyphen definition. I'm going to post this onto the healthysteps.com website, which is up and running. We have a landing page there where I'm going to post all this information so you can go and look at it and read the articles that I talk about so you can connect into and really have more depth there. But um, having finished that little chat, I think we can talk to some people. We have some callers. Yeah.
3: So I've got uh, looks like Maria Ann from Seminole on the line. Hey there. How are you this morning?
4: Good morning. I'm fine. Hi. Good morning, Dr. Harvey.
2: Hello. Hello.
4: Yes, I'm here.
2: Yes. What do you have to say today?
4: Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, I have been um, 82 have been diagnosed uh, with type 2 diabetes uh, when I was about 52. I've been taking metformin. At this time, I'm taking only one.
2: Mm, very good. And half
4: of gliburide. And um, um, I'm also taking thyroid replacement. Uh, my neuropathy is getting worse. But the, the question I have is that my doctor is changing gliburide to... This new ribelsus, or whatever that is. Do you you heard of that?
2: I'm not sure. I I didn't get the word. Can you spell it?
4: R-I-B-E-L-S-U-S. Okay. Ribelsus. And um, I got the prescription, which is very expensive. But Mm. it shows the very first side effect in big, bold, and big, big paragraph, thyroid tumor and cancer. So I have not taken it. I don't know what to do.
2: So one question, your diet, does it include any bread, pasta, rice, crackers?
4: No, 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 no. I have a very good diet, and my uh, sugar this morning was 98, and I'm under 7. So I'm really feeling, that's why I don't understand why the neuropathy is getting worse when uh, my numbers are quite good.
2: So your hemoglobin A1C is under 6?
4: No, it's under 7, but I used to be 9.5, so I've come along. Okay,
2: so keep, keep working on it. You want to get that under 6 to get your uh, sugar as close to uh, normal as possible. Um, you, uh, uh, if, you're, if you're not under 6, you may want to consider cutting more carbs out of your diet. And uh, look at a more um, uh, keto-based diet, but you don't need to go to ketogenesis. Um, intermittent fasting is one of the best ways you can do it. If you're if you've not tried intermittent fasting, eating on a time-restricted eating plan, say eight hours a day between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m., um, that would be a, a very easy uh, change in your dietary habits to have help been control. I eating
4: it. between about eight until uh, eight.
2: 8 until 8. So you could narrow that down to uh, 10 to uh, 6. You don't want to eat after 6 p.m. if your sugars are still high. And so um, cutting it down to an 8-hour eating window from a 12-hour will significantly impact your sugar control.
4: I'm I'm not eating after 8
2: o'clock at night. You shouldn't eat after 6 o'clock at night, and you shouldn't eat before 10 o'clock in the morning if you're still having sugar control problems. 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., 8-hour window.
4: Okay. What should I do about that medication that's the thing and I'm going to Europe in a few days and I don't know you what should
2: you should use your judgment on that but it sounds to me like not on it your sugar is quite well controlled so I'm not understanding why you're adding another medicine to control the sugar without changing the diet He's first
4: to reduce to take away the, the glyburide.
2: yes so first take away the first take away me? the first first take away first take away the food do the time restricted eating also for Diabetic neuropathy, um, alpha lipoic acid, 600 milligrams twice a day has been shown in clinical I've do- research. I've been because re- I've been listening to you. Good, good, good. So you're doing a lot of good things. So right now you need to work on the diet to get your sugar controlled. That would be my goal. All right?
4: But I don't know what to do with that medication.
2: Um, You have to to make that decision yourself, and this is not a medical uh, um, advice show. This is a medical discussion information show, so you need to decide what you're going to do with that medication. Okay. Thank you Have a lovely day and a great trip. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
3: Yes, there. That was a good comment there on her part, and also good suggestion that this is just a medical discussion show. I've got Ryan who wants to discuss with us. Hey there, Ryan. How are you this morning?
1: Hi, uh, good morning, Doc. Um, good morning. I've, I've got um, um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, um, um, Waldenström's, and yes. um, um, I'm just starting to get some uh, headaches. I'm on, a, I'm on imbrutinib, which is a great, great pill that's helping me a lot. Um, but I've, I'm just starting to get these real mild headaches, and my one thing that's really strange: my fingernails aren't growing and they're splitting like crazy, and my fingernails aren't growing. Um, Have you ever heard of that? Fingernails?
2: Well, fingernail changes occur when you have um, metabolism changes, and most chemotherapy are anti-metabolites. They slow down your metabolism. So they sometimes interfere with protein manufacture and other things like that. So you could be having an adverse consequence from the medication, but also sometimes um, uh, um, neoplasms New growths in the body, cancer-type things, actually alter your protein production as well.
1: Um, Okay. Um, Any tips on um, getting off of sugars? Sugar.
2: Yeah, that's one of one of our hardest addictions. But um, uh, one of the first things to do is to eliminate liquid nutrition no more drinking sugar no more fruit juice no more sodas no more sweetened beverages i don't do that
1: i don't do that i smoke pot then i get the munchies uh
2: well you might consider changing your um 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 strain um indicas tend to cause more munchies than sativas from what i've read and so you might want to consider changing to a hybrid or a sativa, but also um, rather than um, um, actually diving face-first into a bowl of ice cream when you have the munchies, don't buy it because <laughs> it's difficult to control yourself when you've got the munchies.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. Um, and, you know, I, I, I keep hearing people say, uh, body, mind, spirit, body, mind, spirit. And I wish they would say spirit, body, mind, because, you know, a lot of people can control, try to have a better better way of controlling their lives if they put the spirit first.
2: This is everybody true. Puts,
1: everybody puts the spirit at the end. And if you put the spirit first, uh, it opens up your heart to, to uh, more options, you know?
2: Ryan, I love you, and that is a perfect comment because it's true. Everything is driven by our spirit, followed by our actual mind. Consciousness starts in spirit. Consciousness drives everything. Mind follows consciousness. Um, so yeah, if you most, open your heart to that, yeah, it's great.
1: Most, most people are body-mind, 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 body-mind.
2: Yes, we're very physical-oriented.
1: And the spirit is sitting over in the corner waving its hand going, uh, what about me, you know, so...
2: Thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. Love you. Thank you, Ryan. Great comments. Bye-bye.
3: Well, it's gone dark here, Dr. Harvey, so
2: I know we've got a couple of emails that have come on in. Yes. I was going to mention um, a little bit more about um, Mr. McCusker's interpretation of biohacking. I really like it. I've even, uh, there's, a, there's a photo, uh, an illustration that he drew and is, is actually part of his article. And um, um, it's, it's got biohacking in the center and then surrounding it is all the things that actually um, really come into play here. And it's, you know, sleep, um, nutrition, obviously your exercise. Um, and positive thinking is right there beside those. Um, meditation helps you get better positive thinking. Rewilding, getting into nature, good hydration, detoxification, regeneration. And then looking at these other things, pills and supplements, you can actually get extras to help your body do better. Um, Biotech. We can add things that help. Uh, There are are things that help stabilize our our, um, body's energies, things that actually help enhance. One of the biotech things that we've talked about, one of of the actual biohacks we talked about at the conference was Elon Musk's very interesting uh, company called Neuralink. I don't know if you know about Neuralink, but this is one of those biotech enhancements that's kind of frightening, uh, but also very exciting. They took a chimpanzee and implanted electrodes into its brain in the areas where the motor cortex, where you control your hands, um, is uh, located and had the chimp then play video games with a joystick. The chip that was implanted has AI programming attached through the Bluetooth. And so it was actually monitoring all the eye-hand coordination and brain electrical activity associated with that. After repetitive use, the AI was able to interpret the brain activity in association with the commands and was able to do the activities of the video game with the monkey simply thinking about it. They disconnected the joystick and the monkey was still able to play the game this is a very exciting thing because it shows that for people that have disabilities uh, have have transected spinal cords and can't control their legs um, you can actually make a new connection here using a completely different way about it however um, you have an implant in your brain then and and um, the question is can the feedback occur the other direction that would be much more complex and uh, uh, much more difficult I don't see that happening right away but there is the question about the biohacking are these things going to enhance are they going to control us (laughs) this is where the science fiction uh dystopia can show up and people do get kind of concerned about it but um i think we do have some more callers on the line now so let's talk there yes we do
3: but just i'm going to throw on out the phone numbers because i hate it when the phones go quiet around here i kind of scare myself when it gets dark (laughs) You're listening to the Healthy Step show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. And you can participate by calling 813-239-9663 or sending an email to dj at WMNF.org or text us at 813-433-0885. And I have both Tom and Mike waiting patiently for us. Let's get started with Tom. Good day, Tom.
5: Hey, uh. First, uh, I'd like to say that I I think it's an and and not an or. uh, They can uh, both enhance this and uh, be a problem for society. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, But, uh, hey, I wanted to uh, talk about probiotics. Um, I've been fermenting for for, uh, quite a while now, and um, I've been been studying it. And uh, I heard, and uh, you may have heard, I'm curious if you have, um, uh, that uh, when you eat red meat, um, there's a particular bacteria that flourishes, and the byproduct of that bacteria, its waste, um, it uh, causes, I think it was heart disease or, or, or something like that. Um, and, um, and then they, there's the, uh, the labs, the lactic acid-producing uh, bacterias, um, you know, the acidophilus and the, uh, uh, all, all the, uh, the, the good ones, the good guys. Um, yes. And they, uh, they flourish uh, when we eat plant-based things. Um, and I, I've noticed, I have noticed, uh, that, uh, since I eliminated red meat from my diet, um, I no longer uh, have any cravings for it at all. And I think that that's directly related, uh, to the bacteria that are not flourishing in my gut, those, uh, those red meat bacteria. And, uh, and I'm wondering, have you given any thought or have you seen anything, um, on the, uh, like the, uh, the mental uh, outcomes of different bacterias um, and how they uh, relate to our uh, uh, emotional or uh, mental states
2: Tom, those are that's a multi-layered question, and yes, there are some good answers on all points there so first, probiotics, another great biohack because we have damaged our Microbiome through a lot of different things, the standard American diet of tasty food-like substances that kill our microbiome and turn it into an inflammatory mess. Yes, we need good, uh, good bacteria to bring it back. And we do need to make better food choices. Um, I think the meat craving could be several things. One, yes, uh, when you eat it, yes, your microbiome does change and might then want more of it. On the other hand, you might be eating meat that has hormones and other issues with it that make it more addictive. So if you're eating tortured animal meat, which comes from most of our American beef farms, you're going to eat cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone. The stress hormone is going to actually set you up to crave more food afterwards because you're eating that animal's cortisol, which is just like our cortisol. That could be one thing. And yes, the change in the microbiome does occur. And each person, actually there's groups of us that have different needs. Um, I tend to be someone who does do better with more carbohydrates. Um, And I found out that, yeah, my body does crave red meat periodically because structurally it feels better when I get it, but I don't need to live on it and have um, like some of the carnivores I see on the Twitter head feed where they're eating you know a 16 ounce steak and six eggs for breakfast uh, that verges on the level of insanity because we don't need to ingest that much protein and our species really never has in general because it's pretty tough to take down a mastodon when you're a caveman um so yeah um i, I love home fermenting um i think that uh, uh I've talked about the uh, uh, you know genetic straining that they do for probiotics, so you can grow some of your own. You can, uh, which we do. Like we had lots of papaya last year, so my son made uh, a couple gallons of, of uh, green papaya slaw that we have naturally fermented. Um, so, Tom, I think uh, keep on fermenting. It's a good thing for you.
5: Hey, uh, in conclusion, um, that just blows me away. Uh, cortisol passes through, um, uh, is is retained in the meat of a slaughtered animal that, that to me, um, that, uh, leads credence, uh, to the, um, the kosher uh, way of killing animals, um, uh, making it, uh, uh, I, I think that the, the idea is that they, they kill them painlessly or as painlessly as possible. Uh, that when you slaughter an animal, you, you try and do it quickly. Um, and, um, and, uh, uh Gosh, uh, uh, you, you've actually seen that research. I, I'm, uh, I'm going to do that research, and, and that research exists uh, to, to show that, that. That just blows me away. Uh, thank, you, the, thank you so much.
2: You're, you're really welcome. And one of the things that's based in, I think they went back and looked, I mean, you can see our cellular cortisol levels change, and you can get that by doing salivary cortisol levels. That's cellular levels because it's coming right out of your salivary cells. It's not coming from the blood. So we know this stuff concentrates in our organs.
5: Okay, well, well, thanks again. Uh, another great show.
3: Thank you. Good one. Glad, glad to help. Thank you, Tom. And Mike has been waiting patiently all the way on over in Brandon. Hey there, Mike.
6: Yeah, this is Mike. How you doing, Doc?
2: Doing great. How are you today?
6: All right, Doc. Hey, um, I just got to, I, I picked up bits and pieces when a young man uh, was talking about his fingernails wouldn't grow. Yes. Was he on uh, chemo?
2: Yes, he's on a chemotherapeutic drug.
6: Okay, if I was him, I would suggest that he not worry about it for now, and I'll tell you why. I, uh, and for others that talk about certain therapeutics or whatever, I suggest if you're really sick, find yourself some type of exercise regimen and continue to go and lift weights or whatever, and that way you'll be strong during your uh, recovery. Now, for me, I'm 68 years old. I started out at 250 pounds three years ago. I had a right knee replacement. I had a left hip replacement. 2015, I went to the doctor for vertigo, and they told me I had a mass on my left lung the size of a lion. I had lung cancer. They took my left lung and took half of it out. They got a lobectomy out of it. Not a problem. So then, after that, Year before last, I had acid reflux. Mind you, I'm 68 years old, retired military. I had acid reflux. I yes. went in uh, to the doctor October before last. No, j- July before last, I had stage 3 esophageal cancer. Oh, my. Now, with that, I was on chemo for 13 weeks and from the Moffitt. I was on radiation seven weeks. Every single night, I went for radiation treatment at six o'clock for the seven weeks. After now, with the chemo, which is weird to me, I wore a chemo pouch. Now, for this chemo pouch, I wore it around my waist like a fanny pack. Yes, I rode my I rode my bicycle with the pouch. I went to the gym with the pouch and lifted light weights. Now. After the chemo and the radiation was over, my toenails would turn and my fingernails turned completely black. Wow. My, My toenails started to split. After that was over, I was regurgitating for about a week and a half or two. I lost 43 pounds in about two and a half weeks.
2: Chemo can be really back. intensive. That's for sure. Exactly. And you pointed it out, it, you had nail changes on the chemotherapy. It's really common to see that.
6: Right. And so then after that, I lost like 45, 50 pounds in two weeks. I was down in malnutrition. They took me in there and got my strength back. And that was like in October, two months later, I went in. I had a 10-hour surgery. They took my esophagus out.
2: Wow, Mike, you've had some extensive yeah. work.
6: Last January the 5th, they took my esophagus out, lifted my stomach up to my chest. I was on high blood pressure medicine at the time. Now that I've lost 40, 35 pounds, I'm still at the gym. I'm cancer free. I stayed at the gym continuously every day. You're the beast. I love this. Yes. And I'm telling you, from what I went through, oh, and I was on a feeding machine. Supposedly for six months. After three months, I was off of the machines. Like January, March last year, I was off of the machine. Now I'm back at 210. At 68 years old, I'm still kind of thick. But I suggest that you work out, do get some type of exercise regimen. Even when you tell yourself you want to quit, don't quit. Amen. Amen don't quit like I that you, is the that, answer and they took my esophagus out they lifted my stomach to my chest they took half of my left lung they took my left hip my right knee not from the cancer though and like i say all through all of that my my fingernails and toenails turned black and now they are completely clear
2: yeah, it just takes a while for the body to recover from that. And exercise is, is really crucial in the good diet. Mike, it, congratulations on your recovery from all that. You're, you're the man.
6: And that was wild. That was a wild ride. And right now I'm at the golf course.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Have a beautiful day of golf. It's so beautiful out today.
6: Yes, and so I would suggest to all of your callers, even if you don't want to, even if you don't want to,
2: Find yourself some type of exercise regimen. So crucial. I agree with you. Yeah, thank you there, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Have a great day. Yeah, and like- exercise is crucial, basic, foundational biohacking.
3: I was going to say something like that. It's just like poor Mike couldn't buy a break until he grabbed the reins of his own life and started to, <sighs> as you said, biohack with health. Yes, yeah, so right. All right, I got Wes from Tampa on the line here. Good morning, Wes.
7: Hey, good morning, Doc. Great show. Um, Thank you. Yeah, my question is Tongat Ali. I don't know how to spell it. T-O-N-G-A-K-A-L-I. I Mm -hmm. I work in IT, 12-hour shift, and uh, people talk like you should uh, ingest this powder for three, four days, then go off it for two or three days and slowly build it up in your system, and the benefits are endless. But
2: I don't know. I figured I'd ask the experts. Yeah, I, I love um, uh, good biohacks, but I also think that there are some amazing, amazing hyped things out there. Everybody has the answer for everything. There's always a panacea. And um, yeah, so can another herb solve all your problems? No. <laughs> right. Sure. Um it's just another herb. It's nice. It's and it's going to enhance people that need it. Um it looks like it's uh another uh, maca or uh horny goat weed or something to balance male stress to give you better um um sex life. Yeah. Not sure. I'm Snake oil, basically. Kind of like, I haven't, I have never heard of it until you mentioned it. And um, another name for it is long jack, apparently. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's another herb and you know, you know, they sold acai, uh, A-C-A-I, the berry because, oh my word, it has the most antioxidant per gram of flesh of any fruit. It's like, I don't care. I get lots of different antioxidants from a lot of different places. I don't need the one that has the most antioxidant per gram. I like colors. So yeah, Sai's got a nice red color, but I want a blue color. and I want a purple color. And I want a black color. And it doesn't really matter because they all have antioxidants and the phytochemicals are really what we want. I don't really care the total antioxidant amount. I care about what other things in there are doing things for us. So yeah, it's uh it's worth considering to try and see if it changed anything for you, but I wouldn't uh, expect that it's going to be a miracle.
7: Yeah, no, I'm not expecting that, but I do reference or acknowledge um, a company called Onnit.com for their supplements. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar or have you heard no, of them?
2: nothing about them. Yeah, yeah I, don't, like, I don't try to commercialize the, uh, the show, and I, I, Yeah, I, this sure. is not uh, a specific brand or anything that I would recommend of this, especially of this, because I have no idea.
7: Yeah, I got you. Well, excellent, I appreciate the time, you guys have a great day.
2: You're so welcome, Wes. Have a great one yourself. Yep. Bye now. Okay
3: there. I'm going to give on out the number again. we got about 20 more minutes and let people know that they're listening to the Healthy Step show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. We're looking for your call at 813-239-9663 or continue sending in the emails to dj at wmnf.org or texting at 813-433-0885. And what do you think the odds of having two Wesses on back-to-back? I've got Wes from St. Pete here. Hey there, Wes. Should have
2: taken a bet today, huh? Hey, Doc. Your money's How's good going? here. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Wes.
8: Hey. Uh, uh, quick question. Well, a little bit of a quick question. Um, I've gone through a divorce over the last several months. and been going through some crazy stuff. My sugar and my test, everything that's coming out now is over 300. Oh no! My my diet's not changed. I do watch my sugar. I'm a maintenance man. I work every day. I'm walking. I'm moving up and down. I don't sedentary. I'm not sitting around. I've been dealing with um, high triglycerides since 11, 2011. Um, when I went into the hospital, they were six thousand. Wow. I'm six foot six. I weigh, I'm currently I'm six six. I weigh two thirty five. I pretty much keep my weight in check. Um, yeah, really. I really kind of, kind of uh, the doctors got me on niacin, metformin, gym um aberstatin, but I also take, next to that, I've been on a, kind of a rudimentary um, of milk thistle, holy thistle, cinnamon, and cayenne pepper, which I back and forth every day. Um, I know milk thistle is, I've talked to a few people and read a few things about milk thistle. Um, I cannot seem to get anything to come down. I'm going to go see a doctor, but I've been fasting off and on. Um, I don't know what else I can do that's going to wrangle this number.
2: Are you you doing intermittent fasting? Time-restricted eating? um,
8: In between, like every other day, I'll I'll go ahead and I'll cut my eating off at six. But on the opposite day, I may just do bone broth in the morning. And maybe a vegetable or, you know, a couple of things to, you know, stay away from breads as much as I can, at least the bad ones. But I, I don't know what to do to see what else. Is there another course of maybe um, spices or some sort of mineral I could take too to go see if I can change this?
2: Alpha lipoic acid is a really good um, um, natural sort of metformin. It enhances your ability to burn the um, the sugar. And so um, I use a time-release alpha-lipoic acid, 600 milligrams. Um, that also helps with neuropathy. But twice a day, uh, that dose seems to help decrease sugar. Um, restricting the the diet, yeah, like you've already done, trying to stop every day by six o'clock would be great. Um, that might make an impact. Have you noticed on the days that you do stop at six o'clock, the next day your sugar's lower in the morning?
8: I come in, in the morning, I, I, I'm looking forward to doing it. And for the last few days, I'm, I got no lower than I was around 260.
2: Have you been checked for sleep apnea?
8: You know, um, that was a problem in the past. My wife no. would just wake me up when I was, you know, getting loud. You know, But she, um, at that time, um, would wake me and tell me I was snoring too loud. She tried strip. We tried all that. But I, <laughs> I've been getting good sleep.
2: You need to get, up. you need to get checked. High triglycerides and diabetes are a sign of sleep apnea. Okay. Get checked. Sounds good. Yes, sir.
8: All right. Well, thank you very
2: much, sir. You're welcome. You. Have a great day. Enjoy and you good too. luck you with too. that. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, I've got an email here from David. Hey, Dr. Fred, wouldn't bodybuilding be considered biohacking? It's amazing how big and ripped bodybuilders can get. And they do a lot of chemical, nutritional, physical hacks to get that way. Some do, not all. Um, but yes, uh, many do. Uh, it's not the healthiest sport. Um, um, he admires folks who do it and <laughs> because he's too lazy to pull it off. Um, thanks, David. Yes, it is a biohack. Um, and it's of varying levels. Yes, people use steroids and other chemicals, lots of supplementation. But some people just actually do. There's there's vegan bodybuilders, natural bodybuilders. They're out there, and uh, yes, um, it can be a, a, a very a good body hack. Oh, You ready for Al? Let's talk to Al.
3: Okay, there's Al from Brooksville. Al, good morning, Al.
9: Good morning, sir. Um- uh, you talked to a, uh, a 80-year-old woman a little earlier about alpha-numeric acid, I think is what it was. Anyway, it was an... I, it's
2: alpha-lipoic, L-I-P-O-I-C.
9: I'd like to hear more about that. I'm a diabetic. I'm 80. Uh, my my numbers are like 115, and my A1C is like six i I've never heard that... Below six was better. All I tell you is seven or below, you're great. Uh, yes. Could you talk about this, this acid? <laughs> alpha, yeah. Alpha.
2: Lipoic, L-I-P-O-I-C. Thank so you. Al, let me um, back up a little bit. Um, I personally would like our society to stop calling humans things like diabetics. You are a human with diabetes. I don't consider you to be a diabetic. I I don't like that terminology because that turns you into a class of being that doesn't exist in reality. (laughs) So uh, alpha lipoic acid, it is a fat-soluble antioxidant. It enhances glucose metabolism by decreasing... Insulin resistance, increasing insulin sensitivity, so your body listens to the insulin, helps you burn the sugar better. It also has, because it's fat-soluble, it has an effect on fat-covered nerves. It helps them recover from neuropathy. It also is a very good thing for protecting the liver. So if you do have some uh, other medications going through the liver, alpha-lipoic acid helps to calm the liver down and keep it happier. My,
9: my neuropathy has gotten worse in recent years.
2: Yes, and alpha-lipoic is a treatment for that. Um, studies have shown um, 600 milligrams two to three times a day actually can reverse it over several months. Um, so, yes, it's a wonderful uh, supplement to use. It's another biohack uh, because it's a way to enhance your function. So I could find that in a health food store, I got it. You can. Yes, you can, definitely. Um, and so, uh, yeah, uh, you can find time. My favorite is to use time-release because um, it is an acid. It may cause heartburn, and if you uh, keep it in a time-release form, it's less likely to cause that simple adverse consequence.
9: Well, thank you very much for your advice and explaining what this Alpha. Lipoic. Lipoic acid is.
2: Yes, Al. You're so welcome.
9: You help one. This is a great show.
2: Thank you so much. Thanks. Have a lovely day. All right. Bye bye. Well, again,
3: it's quiet here, so I don't want to go ten minutes without giving people a chance to call on in with their thoughts and suggest their thoughts and uh, concerns. And I'm going to give the number. It's eight one three two three nine. 9663, and again the email, dj at wmnf.org, and text us at 813-433-0885.
2: What have you got for us there, Dr. Harvey? Malaika, also known as Mo, says, hello. On the biohacking aspect of what amazing strides they're making in modern medicine, are there steps being taken to counter- Malintended biohacking? Is there a way to secure one's own control over technology used in or on their soul vehicle? That's a really interesting question. I um, have not had anybody pose it. Um, yes, there are things you can do. You avoid people of vexing emotions or troublesome spirit. That's one thing. Um, another way is to always ask yourself the question if someone is offering you a Uh, an energetic biohack of any kind. Does this feel good? Does this feel badly? If it feels yummy, maybe consume it. If it feels like this may not be exactly what's being sold, walk away. It's easy. Just say no. Um, She also loved the comment on putting the spirit first in the ultimate homeostasis of spirit, mind, body. I like it homeodynamic because if it's stasis it's stopped and we move all the time that's what we're about we are spiritual beings having a human experience and we need to remember what our souls know yes that's why we're here remembering so much peace love and light to you back as well mo have a great day yeah, and as a donald sutherland character once said no negative waves here Moriarty. exactly
3: i've got uh nicky from bradenton on the line good morning nicky morning nicky Hi,
6: Hi nicky um, so, lipoic acid, there's R lipoic acid and L lipoic
9: acid. Can you make
2: a distinction? Yes. Um, when you manufacture lipoic acid, um, you get RL because um, you can't control the experiment, essentially, to make just one of the two forms, uh, right-rotated or left-rotated. That's a yeah. chemical term that describes just the configuration of the molecule. Um some people believe that you need all R form because that's supposedly the active one in the body. But I have had very good success with using RL, which costs less. All of the clinical right. studies that I know of have been done with RL. The only people that, that, that tout the R are the people that manufacture the R and want to sell it for more money than the RL. I don't see it's any clinical part. benefit for that over the standard formula.
6: Okay, that, I've been buying the R, religiously, yeah. ever since I was told to. So this
3: is Yeah, I think <laughs> it's crazy. too much money.
7: Yeah. Okay, appreciate it. See you.
5: You're welcome.
3: All right, going to reach on out and grab David and bring him into the studio. Hey there, David, how are you doing today?
5: Good morning.
2: Um, Good morning, David.
9: Yeah, I've been, uh, for my neuropathy, uh, using 1,200 to 800... Um, of uh, alpha-lipoic acid recently switched to the time release. Two questions. uh, With the time release, should I not take it all in the morning, even though it's time release, or should I take it at different times of the day? And secondly, uh, uh, what other good alternatives are there besides methyl B12 as an activating
4: agent?
2: Um, so the alpha lipoic you can uh, I, I like to divide it up because then you're actually getting um, continuous kind of bathing of the nerves in the uh, chemical. Also, um, uh, you could use hydroxy um, uh, cobalamin. It doesn't have the methyl group, but it's also a very good activating B12. If you can't tolerate methyl B12. Uh, methyl folic acid is also methyl folate is an activator and benfotiamine b-e-n-f-o-t-i-a-m-i-n-e that's an activated thiamine that also helps to heal nerves
9: uh if you get a product it just says uh folic acid is that the type that you need or you need to actually check to see that it is of uh, what you say cobalic
2: yeah well so um uh You wanted an alternative to methylcobalamin, that's methyl B12, so hydroxy B12 is one of those, adenosine B12 is another one of those, but then on the other hand, other activating agents, methylfolate, MTHF, not just folic acid, and um, benfotiamine, those are very activating agents also. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, have a good day.
3: Well, I think we're going to have somebody in a second. I see the lines blinking over
2: here. So what have in you got meantime, in the meanwhile? Yes, sir. Jeff sent us an email. Please give a list of options to get protein and a ranking from most healthy to least healthy. Um, well, I think we should sick the dietitian on that one. But I would suggest that you want um, the cleanest protein. Uh, animal sources are the highest biologic activity. And humans do very well with them in general. And so you want to look for grass-finished beef, pasture-raised. Um, the the um, beef that I get here um, um, uh, when I do eat it is from a, uh, a farmer that has pasture-finished cracker beef. So it's the cleanest you can get. It only eats grass, nothing added. And, um, and then ranking down uh, to the least healthy, I would say, stuff you might get at a savings club where you buy um, uh, standard um, feedlot meat. That's scary. I think we have a caller. Indeed we do.
3: I've got Barbara from Tampa here. Good morning, Barbara.
0: Good morning, Dr. Fred and everybody. Hello. Hi. I, was, um, I have sleep apnea and my triglycerides are on the borderline. Yes. Um big should be um so I thought I was doing a better job with my diet but apparently um it's I've got uh, another circumstance that's affecting my triglycerides based on what you said so what how could I um bring them down even though I'm wearing my mask and you know cutting back on sugars and carbs Is there something else I could do? I'm also taking lipotet for my nerve, uh, neuropathy. It's helped Mm -hmm. a lot with Nerve Eve. Wonderful. Yeah, and it's helped a lot. Um, thanks. You tell me about that, about that, so you help me out.
2: Wonderful. Um, So, one thing are you doing time restricted eating?
0: No. What do you mean? So, that would be.
2: I mean, by limiting your, the time you put food in your mouth um, to 8 to 10 hours a day. So eat between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. or 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. and stop eating by 6 p.m. because studies show that your sugar will be better if you stop eating by 6, late at 7. You don't want to eat after 8 uh, or after, even after 7 because it does actually still impact the metabolism.
0: So if, is that, then that's a good way to lose weight too, right?
2: It is, and it's a good way to control sugar.
0: Okay, so eat eight, eight hours, only eight hours out of the day.
2: Yes, or if you need to, 10 hours. So anywhere between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. or 10 a.m. and 6 p.m.
0: And that should help. Oh, I wish eating so much fun. I just went to the grocery store. I'm like, no, I can't have that. I can't have that. Better not have that.
2: <laughs> well, you can have fun. You just have to pick the fun things that you can't eat. <laughs> right.
0: Okay, well, thanks for your help. I appreciate You're it.
2: You're so welcome. Take care, Barbara. I-
3: Yeah, we're getting close to the end here. The last couple of two minutes. Anything yes. you want to tell us about the next coming episodes? Well, first off,
2: um, Bettina sent me a, a message. Welcome back. Great show. I'm sure that you would have thought about this had the caller given me a chance to think. But just a reminder, why the caller's DPN, or that's diabetic peripheral neuropathy, may have worsened. She's in her 80s. So, actually, older people do have decreased B12 absorption. And... um um the um, and I'm going to post an article that has to do with long-term metformin and, and peripheral neuropathy to the uh, HealthyStepsShow dot uh, com um, page. But in the meantime, um, she mentions that maybe um, uh, uh, IV or IM actually uh, injections of B12 would be able to circumvent this problem. And um, I'm going to surprise you next week because I actually haven't oh, boy. put my schedule up. <laughs> it's going to be like a pop quiz for you. Yes.
3: How about it? All right. Well, we'll wrap on up today's show. I think it was a rather good one. and glad to have you back. I'm going to say to everybody on out there, until next Monday at 10 o'clock, I'd like to thank Dr. Harvey and all of our listeners and suggest take care, stay healthy. You all are the greatest. And thank you, Clark, for handling the calls.
2: Thank you all. You've been
3: listening to The Healthy Steps Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Coming on up now is your five-minute NPR news brief, and then we'll present sustainable living hosted by the Cracker Jack team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Ellis. Today their guest is Manny Herrera, and he's here to talk to us about Florida's carnivorous plants and, wait for it, World Carnivorous Plant Day. That's this Wednesday, May 4th. Until next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for your support in listening to The Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Your community conscious radio station. Stay safe, stay thoughtful, and know that you are loved.